Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, somebody shot me. 
How many understand that? How many understand that it was this grace? It was this mercy that brought you in your right mind and that let me come to the house of the Lord this morning. Let me give him some glory on this morning. How many know that the devil got the king for all these lost? What God here for us here again? And if we can't tell everybody behind that, then something's wrong with us. Amen. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, folks think I need to get all bunch of words and fancy fans. Thank you is good enough. If I couldn't say another word, I could say thank you. If somebody is kind enough to say good morning to you, say thank you. If God took you this morning and said, Lord, I thank you, he didn't have to do what he did, but I thank you. Y'all, y'all remember that? I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For another day. For another day. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Sometimes folks say thank you for granted. Maybe it's some supposed to come your way. But all glory and thanks be unto God. Father, we want to thank you this morning for the ability and the activity of our men. We know it's all because of you. Not because we're superhuman. Oh, we're super good. It's because you've been that good to us. Now, Lord, if we don't remember anything, let us remember to give you praise. In season and out of season. Let us be mindful to say thank you for the little things. Because it's the little things that lead to the greater things. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So help us, Lord, to say thank you for that voice that we have. Thank you for the roof that we have. Thank you for the transportation that we have. Thank you for the pole on our back. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, meet us in this place. Bless us in this place. Deliver us in this place. Let your word fall free in this place. In Jesus' name, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And then I tell you, give me any high praise right now. I tell you, give me any high praise right now. I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. Amen. We give God the honor and the glory. On this morning, I'm going to ask those that are able to meet us in the book of Romans, the 12th chapter of Romans, verse 20. Amen. There's so much for me, I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Cannot tell it all. Done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. 
Anybody can testify to that this morning? Amen. Romans 12 and 20 says, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Amen? And this morning's simple message is, love the hell off. Amen? You're seeing the presence of love. Love the hell off. What do you mean, Pastor? Whether you want to admit it or not, no matter how saved, sanctified, holy, or sealed you profess, every now and then hell rises up on you and through you. Do I have one witness of the jacket? All right, I just want to make sure the house has been certified. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Every now and then, if you got to remind yourself, as Yolanda Allen said, be encouraged. Yeah, yeah, I had a hellish start to this morning, but the morning ain't over. Even if you made it with a bunch of hell on your till noon, that's still hope for you. Amen? So when you understand, to love the hell off requires patience, requires consistency. It requires Trusting God. How many would admit that sometimes you get frustrated? Amen. I know one was going to say something. And when you get frustrated, who normally takes over? Huh? You say you? Say where you say. You take over. Satan takes over. Because Satan don't want us to do right. I mean, understand that. He don't want us to do right because he knows that right is going to always prevail. So when we understand in this passage, therefore, if thy enemy hungers, why would he declare if your enemy hungers? I can feed Sister Prince even if I'm mad at it because I still love him. But if my enemy is hungry, do I have that same love and compassion toward them? Or do I say, hmm, that's your problem. You shouldn't have treated me the way you treated me, then maybe I'd give you something to eat. Is that the God way? When we understand that not only is he talking about feeding your loved ones, but we got to learn how to feed our enemy. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail. Remember this. Point number one I want to make to you is that don't let your emotions lead you. If you let your emotions lead you, you're no, good, you're no better than faith. How many will admit sometimes you respond out of, out of your emotions? You react out of your emotions. You say stuff out of your emotions. And you say, well, I didn't mean to say it. Well, you really meant to say it because it came from your heart, which was fueled by your emotion. And when it passed through your thought, 
came through your heart and through your tongue, you said it. So you didn't, you didn't say you didn't mean to say it. You meant to say it, you just didn't have control of what you were saying. Because you said whatever is in you, what going to come out? So if it comes out, you understand that I'm responsible for what I say. If I say something ugly towards you, I can't say the devil made me do that. The devil opened the door and asked you to walk through it, but you don't want to have to decide to walk through the door. Because before you say anything, I mean, admit you got a filter process. It might not be as long as detail, but you got a filter process that don't say that. Anybody admit that this morning? Do you know what that filter is? That's really the spirit of God trying to talk to you. You say, shh, don't say that. Don't go there. Says, Catherine, don't go there. He said, I'm going anyway because I'm grown. I'm going to tell you how I really feel because I'm X amount of years of age and I feel like I, I can say whatever I need to say. Isn't it strange that the folks can say what they need to say can't take it when they come back? He said, you got to be able to handle what you dish out. So don't let your emotions lead you. This prince gets mad at me sometimes, y'all. Don't you dare. Yeah, I know. I love you, too. Sometimes, if the captain should just shut the blind. I'll see you later. I tease and say, don't be leaving me in the dark. You know what she tells me? She said, hush, you're not, what you say, I'm not, I'm disabled, I'm not handicapped. What am I saying? We be playing. But if somebody was here, they'd say, ooh-wee, she sure treat him rough. But she do treat me rough, Jackie. Jackie didn't witness it, but Jackie won't say that. Jackie say on such a prince side. So don't let your emotions get the best of you. Now, he says hunger. Hunger. How many understand that this is not just a natural hunger? We serve a spiritual God, right? Don't you think you got some enemies that hunger for the word of God? Don't you think you have some enemies that go to the next verse? He said, and he said, he said, feed them. Why am I going to feed somebody who don't like me, naturally or spiritually? Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Why am I going to offer somebody something to drink when they don't even speak to me? Because it's the right thing to do. And you never know, the same people you meet coming up, you're going to meet coming down, amen? So you say, give them a drink. He said, for in doing so, in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Don't you know folks know when they don't, you don't like them? Don't y'all know that? You that off a body language, a body chemistry. And folks know when you're not, not really feeling them, but if you're still going to love on them anyway, who do you represent? God. I need everybody to say this. Think spiritual. Say it again. Think spiritual. When you're thinking spiritual, that should help you remember that it's not about you. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15 and 46 says this. How be it that was not first 
which is spiritual, but which is a natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. All Paul is saying is this, how can you all be such carnal-minded people when we serve a spiritual God? Why does everything have to be based on how you feel, based on what is right? When folks don't agree with you, you have a tendency to say they don't like you. No, it's not that I don't like you. I just don't agree with whatever you said you said at the point. Doesn't mean I don't like you. But then we'll take, because we have a moment to disagree, agree to disagree, that I don't like you. And because you don't like me, I don't like you. And therefore, anybody connected to me shouldn't like you neither. That's how we create cliques. And I got news for you. The kingdom ain't full of cliques. The kingdom is not full of us versus them. But the word of God is right. One God, one body, one baptism. So if we serve in one God, why do we have several cliques? Because people are full of hell. I don't like Jackie. I'm going to get two or three that don't like Jackie, and we're going to create all kind of havoc and chaos against Jackie. We're going to frustrate Jackie so much to where we're going to drive her that she sees membership elsewhere. Then when Jackie leaves, we have the nerve even saying, help me drive old Satan away. That you just did something. But when you understand that we all need each other, y'all understand that, right? You're no more important than I am, and I'm no more important than you. God made this thing balanced. So when we think spiritual, the decisions that you make, how will this affect me spiritually? I know naturally I'm going to have this euphoria that I'm feeling so good and I feel wonderful inside, but what about the spiritual effects? What about the long lasting? Don't you understand that this natural body sooner or later is going to burn out? But it's your spirit man that lives forever? That's why I say you're going to have either eternal damnation or eternal bliss with the Lord. That's real, ladies and gentlemen. That's not a fairy tale. So if I got to, I got to get myself in position. I can't let natural things affect my spiritual path, my spiritual growth. You might be winning today, but are you going to be winning tomorrow when the spiritual coin reveals itself? There used to be a bumper sticker I remember reading as a kid. I don't even know if they make bumper stickers anymore. It says, he who dies with the most toys wins. Really? He who hears, well done, thy good and faithful servant, wins. You were faithful over a few things. And because you were faithful over a few things, I'm, I'm going to bless you. Then you have people that are surprised and say, well, why I got to wait till I die to he reach heaven? No, you don't have to wait till you die to reach heaven, but you have to give up you in order to experience him. Amen. Am I making any sense? And if you can give him, just give you up, he's waiting on you. Because he said he was there all the time, waiting patiently. So understanding that God should be the center of your everything. I know she makes you feel good, but God will make you feel so much better. I know, I know he looks fine to you, but God looks so much finer. 
You know, he's big, strong, he's Hercules. But God is Samson. Y'all don't hear me talking. Understand it, that when people are not necessarily what you think they ought to be, it's not time for you to cast them out. It's not time for you to say, I'm done with you. You got to embrace them. Like the word of God says, I love you with an everlasting love. With an everlasting love. You wore my nerves, but I didn't give up on you. You wore me down, but I didn't cast you out. Amen. And I continue to see God on your behalf, and I pray for you. Are you praying for someone other than yourself? Amen. Are you praying for someone other than your immediate family? Are you praying for someone other than what you gain the benefit from? Are you reaching to be the very best saint that you could be? While you focus on what other folks not doing right, what are you doing to get better? Have you faced your challenges? Have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, yeah, I can love the hell off of them, but can I love the hell off of me? I know what France is not doing right, but can I focus on what I'm not doing right? And can you admit when you've fallen short? Because when you can admit that we fall short, the word of God comes true again. If you confess your faults one to another, I'll be a healer in the midst of all of you. I'll have an outbreak, I'll have a revival that none of you won't be able to understand where it came from and how it ends up the way it is. Hosea said, my people which are called by my name, shall do what? Humble themselves. He says, seek me first. Don't seek your own satisfaction. Seek me first. If you seek me first, everything that comes with me is going to be given to thee. You believe that report on this morning? Amen. Do you hold fast to that report on this morning? Understanding that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's not going to prosper as God said it won't last. But I've got to position myself where I've got to remember that this is a spiritual journey. I serve a spiritual God. And I can't get caught up on what it looks like. I can't get caught up on what it feels like or what it even sounds like. Somebody say reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. There's power in your tongue. There's life and death through your words. Do you understand that? So if you are standing over your child, telling your child about the world and what ain't right and who ain't right, you all can figure the rest of that out. Do you understand you planted the seed in that child? Do you understand that that child's first experience of the world is through his mother? Old Sam, DNA fixed that, but he used to say mama's baby, papa's baby. Y'all remember that old Sam? DNA fixed all that. But as we program our children, we're really programming our future. Think about it. You ain't nothing because your daddy ain't nothing. You ain't going to do right because your mama never did right. You're planting seeds. And those are seeds of hell. You have to learn how to try to find the good in everybody. I know you're struggling, but hold on. 
I know it's rough, but don't give up. I know you got some challenges, but God is still able. And as you all you got to do, all it takes is one to plant. Then another one will come by and water. Have you heard about Jesus? Yes, somebody was telling me about it, and, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Because, see, don't get frustrated when you can't bring a person across to the finish line. That's not your job. Sometimes your job is just to shoot the gun and get the race started. Hello, somebody. My son said that's good. Amen. Then somebody will come through the middle of the race and the person feeling free. I don't think I can run them. No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And then they got a little strength. Then they go on, they've got two quarters, two thirds of the race done, and then they say, man, I'm feeling weird. Here comes somebody, come on towards the finish line. Come on forward. here's your life on the end of the tunnel. Keep on going. Well, I can't run, well, just walk. I don't care if you're running, as long as you keep moving toward the call, the press of the mark. And then we'll hear, well done, that good and faithful. So do you realize that every person we study in this word of God had an issue just like you? Do you realize they had days they wanted to quit just like you? But what if they did? We wouldn't have these scriptures today. What if all they knew, y'all remember Jabaz? Jabaz's name alone meant trouble. And if he just lived all his life, Jackie, thinking, man, I'm a loser. Don't nobody that my mama didn't even love me by the way she named me. The word of God said he was honorable. He had to go through there. See, he didn't just wake up honorable, y'all. He had to love that hell off. You can't love nobody till you first learn how to love yourself. I can't offer something I don't have. If I don't know how to love me, how can I love you? If I can't learn how to forgive me, how can I forgive you? If I can't learn how to release me, how can I release you? See, everything starts back with us. I don't want to offend nobody, but the world ain't right because I'm not right, and you make that personal. I'm not right. If you do your part, if I focus on doing my part, Jackie, you focus on doing your part, do I have time to worry about what you're not doing right? Same hold for you too, right, Sister Catherine? I didn't hear you, Sister Catherine. Oh, okay, thanks, Sister Catherine. You know, she thought I was older than her. But we found out the truth, right, Sister Catherine? <laughs> but when, you, when when we understand, you you gotta you gotta stay in position. Reverse that curse. Speak life over your situation. Everything's not doom and gloom. Just because you started off slow, don't mean you're gonna lose the race. Amen. Keep on running. Keep on striving. Jackie, true story. When I first came. 
the Prairie View, well, not first day, my first day of practice in Prairie View. We used to call it the loop. We used to have to run around 1098, run all the way around 1098, around the campus. Uh, at that time, through Flukinger Road and all that, and come back on the backside where the scope form is, and this, that, and the other. You have to run all that before practice. And I'm running, and I'm, am I still running in the right direction? Am I, am I still on course? Because sometimes you be running, and stuff doesn't look familiar to you. Why? Because you ain't never ran that race before. But I just kept running. And I finally showed up to where everybody else was. But guess what? Practice was over. And they laughed. But when I kept running that race, I got used to running that race. Not only did I finish in time for practice, but I was always in the, in the mid or upper percentile of finishing that race. What am I trying to say? The race might seem difficult at the beginning. I seem like it's full of hell. But you got to love the hell off. And stay in the race. Look at somebody say, stay in the race. You still got a chance. And when you run that race and you understand, I'm going to reverse this curse, I'm going to reverse this curse. And you know what else it meant, Jack? I wasn't in shape, naturally. But if you keep doing something and you develop through it, you get stronger, right? And as you get stronger, it doesn't seem as taxing. Why? Because now I've been equipped for the task. Don't think you're going to come out running sprints when you just got into the race. God already said, he said, I'll never put nothing on you that you can't handle. So if I got to love the hell off. Remember the song, when nothing else did help, love lifted me. Well, guess what? Love lifted us all. If I can't do anything, I can extend some love in your direction. I can let you realize that, yeah, I know you're feeling rough right now, but it's if you just stay encouraged and know that God's going to work it out. And if you know that God's going to work it out, you know enough to have you keep pressing on. Remember old James thing? I don't feel no waste time. I come too far from where I saw it from. Nobody told me. Nobody told me that the road would be easy, and I don't believe he brought me this far to meet me. Can we say it one more time? I, I don't feel no way. Why? I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. And don't believe he's brought 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.